0: On your racing leader, Sky Sports Radio, it's time for On The Pace. On the Sprinter pace. down the outside, finishing brilliantly. Look at
1: Sprinter, he's got the right name. But he says ta on Bow Tide. Some Bow Tide brilliance here today. He'll go back to back, all right. He's making a mess of them.
0: Bringing you all the latest harness racing happenings from around New South Wales and across the country.
1: And welcome to On The Pace. Great to have you with us back here at a bit after 10.30 on a Sunday morning, a public holiday Monday. Plenty to talk about in the harness racing world and for that reason, it's a very good morning to Brittany
0: Graham. Hey, good morning to you, Richard, and to everybody tuning in on this Monday morning. I'll be taking over On The Pace for the next few weeks. You're used to hearing... Michael Geeran on a Monday morning, but Mick is enjoying some well deserved time off. I believe he's even headed up to the Northern Hemisphere to take in some of that brilliant racing over the next little while out of Royal Ascot. So we will hold the fort down, but there's plenty to chat about in harness racing at the moment. And we've got a feature card of racing today for this public holiday Monday as well out of Bankstown. Their time honoured Truel Memorial is to be run. Seven races there this afternoon. That group two feature uh, is a part of that. Card and the first gets underway at 12.43. Tab markets open. They have been uh, over the weekend and there's been a little bit of change in terms of the market. The Jason Grimson pair operate at the top of betting and a clear top two Stingray Tara and Ideal Dan both with front row draws. The better backed of the duo has been the four-year-old Ideal Dan. He's into 2.40 but Stingray Tara still holding on to favouritism at 2.20 and he's looking to do the Renshaw Cup true Memorial Double. Kevin Pizzuto has a good uh, also a good team engaged and his first of them in terms of market order is Arden Messi on the third line at eleven dollars. And we've also got Canberra racing this evening as well, seven races there at six fifteen. So we're going to cover all of that on the pace this morning and have a chat to David Thorne very shortly as well around his feature race winner on Saturday night. As part of that Saturday night card, just a few of the other key runners end uh, winners on that night Focus Stride was back in the winner's circle for Darren Binskin first up for over two years so a super training performance the former group one winner as a three year old great to see him back Yoha provided uh, Mitch Chappell with his first Saturday night Metropolitan winner as well so a big congrats to Mitch. She was able to get the job done by a narrow margin, but a margin all the same. The open class race went the way of I Cast No Shadow and Chicago Gangster, who we are about to chat about. He won uh, that Rod and Fran Fitzpatrick two-year-old Tatlow stake. So this morning we're about to have a chat to David Thorne. We'll also catch up with Cam Hart and James Locke with a look ahead to his drives tonight out of Canberra. But our first guest is David Thorne. He's been kind enough to join us this morning. And as I say, good morning to you, David. Congratulations as well. On Saturday night, it looks as though you found yourself another nice young horse in Chicago Gangster.
1: Yeah, thanks, Britt. Yeah, um, yeah, he, he does look like a nice horse. He's um, he's improved a lot the last probably month. So um, hopefully, he keeps improving.
0: You've managed to find a nice juvenile for the last few seasons now that have I guess highlighted by Antonia but uh, this guy appears to be heading in the right direction give us a little bit more of his backstory because I believe he actually went through a ready to run sale at the back end of last year that you prepared him for so uh, I guess things work out in funny ways but the fact that he didn't sell has in the end been a positive
1: yeah that's right um Mitch Lenigan uh, he bought he, he bought him and another filly at the sales um and straight after the sales, he actually said, I oh, I want to get him ready for the ready-to-run. And I said, what do you bother buying them for if you're going to sell them, you know? But anyway, he goes, oh, that's what I want to do. So um, so we, we got them both going. And um, he uh, he was a very spooky horse, this young horse. Um, but he sort of was sh- always showed a little bit of something. And I just said to him, look, if you're going to sell him, don't sell him for anything under 50000 because I think he's he goes all right and, and he's paid up for the right race. He's obviously... Um, New South Wales Breeders Challenge Blue, which um, they're generally not as strong. So I said, he's played up for the right races. So I said, I, I definitely wouldn't give him away. So um, I think he got to about 43000 and and um, we, we didn't tell him. But And it, has, it looks like a blessing now.
0: Obviously, he showed you something then in, in the process of getting ready for the ready-to-run sale, but I would assume that he probably didn't show you maybe as much as we're now seeing because he's gone on and he's now had four starts for a couple of wins and a a feature race victory as well so as you mentioned he's taken some big strides in the last few months
1: yeah no he has definitely um as i said because he was very spooky and he, he um he could do a funny few funny little things so i actually never pushed him that hard early because i was a bit worried if he did something wrong he could just spin around on a dime you know and I was actually a bit worried about getting tipped out on him, you know, he, he spun around a few times and he used to panic with other horses around him, so I, I sort of probably took, you know, I don't overrush my young horses anyway, but I was probably more so even with him because I was just sort of worried that he'd do something silly, but um, so he, for what he did on the road to run day, he actually did a good job because he had never been really sprinted up too much and um, it just gave me a good feel. He probably didn't do anything to say on the on the watch that he was a really good horse, but he just always felt like a nice horse, and obviously they've got to go to the races and, and do it, but, um, and he, a bit like Antonio, that way, when he did go to the trials, he did improve a lot, you know, he showed a lot more speed and that, so um, yeah, no, he definitely just kept improving, you know, um, probably the run at Penrith was the run that really I thought, his horse might be a bit better than what we thought.
0: Yeah, it was a super effort chasing down the older horses, and the time and the sectionals that he ran wide on the track certainly signaled that he was above average. Saturday night, one fifty four, home in twenty seven three. Yes, he was crossed early on, but he still had to make his own luck over the concluding stages and he was able to out muscle a prior unbeaten two year old. So uh it was a it was a pretty impressive victory. I know the the field was only smaller, but on the watch he was good. To the eye, he was excellent. So uh, what's next for him? You mentioned that he's paid up for all the right things. I would assume uh, if he's ready for it or right for it, there's plenty of options for him over the remaining six months of the season.
1: Yeah, no, um, he's going to have a spell now. He'll probably have three or four weeks off. We'll just work out what he can have off. And then he'll get ready for the Breeders Challenge. Um, And then the Blues, a fortnight after the final of the Breeders Challenge. So um, the owner was sort of happy just even going to the Blue. But I said, look... He's stepped up enough now where I think he'd be more than competitive in the Breeders' Challenge, the major series. So, um, you know, all, all being well, he'll um, have a few weeks off, get ready for the main series and then into the blue. And, and I think he's Breeders' Crown as well, but he, he'll he probably go to the paddock after the blue, I'd say.
0: OK, well, we'll keep an eye out for him in the next couple of months. Chicago Gangster, he looks as though he's really trending in the right direction and a, a very exciting prospect himself. You've got two runners tomorrow at menangle that i just wanted to ask you about as they both look to be solid chances as well race number three a real gentleman's looking to break his maiden at start number three but he looks as though he's a horse who's going to do a a good job probably still just working out his trade a little bit but he's giving away a little bit of age to his rivals but you obviously think he's good enough to to do so
1: yeah well he's been racing in the same sort of race um the last two starts um and he's drawn bad, been back last, and, and really rattled home foot. So um, he's he's actually drawn good tomorrow. So I think he looks very hard to beat with even luck. Um, he, he's improved off his first run to his second run. So um, he he's going to probably have a spell after tomorrow as well because he's Breeders' Challenge as well. So uh, win, lose or draw, he'll probably have three or four weeks off as well. And um, but yeah, I expect him to be really hard to beat uh, with with even luck. He should settle a lot closer than what he has been. So and it looks a similar sort of race. So. Yeah, he looks hard to beat. And, um, yeah, Charlie, she's probably in the same boat. She she drew bad last week and was out the back. And she can do a few little things wrong, but um, if she does everything right, you know, her sectionals last week were terrific. And same thing, she should settle a little bit closer and uh, she'll be hard to beat as well.
0: Yeah, another two solid chances. They go around in races three and six. And quickly before we let you go, an update on Antonia. We know that you've had a few little issues with her probably over the last few months so where is she at at the moment and what are her next targets when can we expect to see her back
1: yeah she won't be back for a while she um she got a little bit sick before logger and and she got over it in a couple of days but then she was just a little bit sore after that which was unusual because she hadn't done much and um so we ended up getting a centigraphy done on her a a bone scan and and nothing really showed up too much so we think she might have just pulled a bit of a muscle or a ligament or something you know nothing major showed up so i wanted to give her a good spell anyway i just obviously would have liked to have got through wogger and the gold but um so she's gonna probably have three or four months off and i just want to get her back to like ladyship you know the miracle mile carnival next year so um we're in no rush with her she hasn't had a good spell since a two-year-old after Bath. so um yeah more than happy to give her a really good spell
0: All right, well, we'll wait and see with her, but it will be great to see her back when she does return, and no doubt that nice little break under her belt will do no harm either. Again, congratulations on that feature race win on Saturday night, David, and best of luck with both Chicago Gangster and also a real gentleman going forward for a few of those feature young horse races. But thanks for your time this morning, and best of luck tomorrow. Thanks very much, Britt. David Thorne there this morning, he's got a very nice young horse on his hands in the form of Chicago Gangster by Tintin in America, so as David alluded to he's eligible for those Breeders Challenge Blue races, which did receive a a bolstered amount of prize money as well uh, in the last announcement from harness race in new south wales so it's certainly very good money on offer and he has plenty of options chicago gangster going forward so he is definitely a horse to follow across the remainder of this season we'll take a quick breather here and on the pace on the other side we'll be joined by cam hart he'll drive one of the favorites in this afternoon's truel memorial and he's got a busy time coming up over the next few weeks and months so we'll get an update from cam shortly Skipped breakfast. Would have brought back great memories yesterday, Buzz, eh? Great memories. Great great memories from your career,
1: boxing career. Oh, mate, you know what my record's like. (laughs) Let's not go there. I've had about 30 starts. I've never won one. Let's not go
2: there. (laughs) (laughs) The Big Sports Breakfast. Weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio.
1: Foreign-owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for Fair Play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for more details. Authorised by Aussie Fair Play Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne.
2: One in six Australian children are living in poverty and urgently need help. Children like eight-year-old Anna, who miss out on so much and struggle to keep up in class, she may never catch up. No matter how hard she tries... The impacts of poverty mean her best just isn't enough. Help children like Anna access extra learning support so they can break the cycle of poverty. Please make a tax-deductible donation by June 30. Search The Smith Family now
0: for the most exciting two minutes in sports. The very best of U.S. racing seven days a week.
1: Looking at Lee, can't catch Always Dreaming, who's the 143rd winner of the Kentucky Derby.
0: Live and exclusive across the
1: Sky Racing Network.
0: It's yes, Welcome back to On The Pace as we talk New South Wales harness racing here on Sky Sports Radio. Just wrapping up that chat with David Thorne around Chicago Gangster, we now move along to catching up with cam hart of course he's the state's leading driver by my county he's got one more win this season to reach 100 locally here in new south wales he had that victory in new zealand which no doubt uh, was probably one of his season highlights already but he's streeting away with the New South Wales Premiership as it stands and he'll also have a key drive today at Bankstown in the Truel Memorial when he partners up with Ideal Dana Horth that he's combined with for Group 1 success already this season. Thanks for your time this morning Cam and another good night on Saturday night at Menangle with three winners and All horses that, no doubt, particularly in, I guess, the form of I, Cast No Shadow and Doff Your Cap, are going to be competitive in some decent races over the next little while.
2: Yeah, thanks, Britt. That was a good night. And, yeah, like you said, Doff Your Cap and and Cast No Shadow were really impressive. And, you know, there's some nice races coming up uh, over the Winter Carnival for for those horses. It'd be nice to get a bit more success with them.
0: I cast my cast no shadow was first up from a break and he was pretty sharp, 53.3 over the 2,300 metres and you drove him aggressively as well. So I guess one of his major assets is he's always been a high-speed horse, but I guess he's allowing you to drive him in many different ways now.
2: Yeah, that's right, Brady. It's a really versatile horse and I've just said to Jace when I got back, he just always felt comfortable rolling those quick sectionals and we've sort of seen that in the past from him too when he's parked out in 49 over the mile and you know, once you get him up and rolling and, and he's traveling on the bridle like he did Saturday night, like he's he's pretty hard to stop.
0: And Doffy was able to win the trot pretty comprehensively in sub two minutes for the 2300 meters. And speaking to, to Jared Alchin only a few weeks ago, he has some big targets in mind. So by the look of things, he's returned nicely as well.
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, he hasn't put a foot wrong since he's come over to Australia and you know, he's a really quality horse and I really like him. You know, he's he's more like a pacer than a trotter when you're driving him. You know, he's got that much speed and he can run some quick fractionals, past sectionals.
0: In terms of your drives today, you've got three this afternoon at Bankstown, including in that Truel Memorial. We'll run through them. Your first is in the Trotters cut with Orlando Storm, who will go around at a big price, and it does look a a bit of an ask for Orlando Storm in saying that. Standing starts over 2,500 metres. Everybody has to get away safely, but uh, can you give him a little chance, or does it look a little tough today? Her, I should say.
2: Yeah, if she can get back to her best, she's, she's right in this race. She's probably just racing a bit below her best at the minute, but you know, there's probably a couple of factors that are going to help her, which is the half-mile track and the 2500-meter distance. That's probably right up her alley. So, you know, she's uh, performed well in the past and got a quite a good record on her. So, you know, if she can step well, uh, you know, at the big price, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule her out.
0: Race number three, Little Cessna, is your drive here, and I know that you gave this horse a push here on Sky Sports Radio a little while ago at a bit of a price. Probably didn't perform to expectations on that night, but he's had a freshen up and a trial, and this looks like a pretty winnable contest in terms of class for him.
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, he was impressive. Uh, He won his first two starts with David Waite when he first got him, and then, you know, he probably just didn't have a lot of luck in racing the last couple of starts, but he's had a freshen up, and I was quite happy with his trial. And Like you said, it's quite a winnable race, so... You know, he's got a draw where he can make his own luck there.
0: The feature on today's card is a truer memorial. We'll go 3.38 this afternoon out of Bankstown and over the 25, 40 metres. You're partnering up with Ideal Dan once more. Jason, as the, the two runners engaged here, Stingray Tara and Ideal Dan, did you have a choice of the duo? And if so, why did you opt to go with the latter?
2: Yeah, Jason normally gives me first pick and, you know, he sort of thought that Ideal Dan was probably the, the better pick but there's not much between them to be honest but um, yeah I just had a plenty of success this season on Ideal Dan so I kind of stuck with him but um, you know it's probably a little bit of a, a tricky barrier but he's definitely going well enough.
0: Last time we saw him under race conditions was in the four-year-old and Geldings APG final where he was probably a little plain I guess when you get beaten eight metres in a group one you can never be too disappointed but I, I would expect that you were probably Expecting a little more from him on that night.
2: Yeah, it was definitely uh, he definitely had the run to to win the race, and he's probably just coming towards the end of his preparation. You know, he'd run some nice uh, races. You know, obviously won the Young Cup in quick time, and then run a couple of quick quick miles over the longer trips at Wagga. So he's probably just had a, a couple of too too many big runs, and you know he's had a freshen up now. And I was really happy with his trial the other day, so I think he'll be back to his best today.
0: Speaking of that trial, it was understanding start conditions at Penrith last Monday. He did look pretty good. It was, I guess, hard to get a, a real line because he won so convincingly, but he gave you a good feel?
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, he's he run a, a pretty good uh, sectional there, and, you know, he wasn't really... I didn't ask him for too much, and, you know, he felt good on the line, so
0: I think he's ready to go. Of getting qualified from a stand, I know the Redcliffe Cup is a race that, I guess is the obvious at the moment for these types of horses? Do you know if, if that's a plan for him? Because if so, I guess it, time's running out, trying to get a run under his belt. Or, or what's on the other side of today's Truer Memorial, do you know, for Ideal Dan?
2: Yeah, I think originally it was planned on putting him straight into the Redcliffe Cup. Um, but it, I think he sort of, Jase, opted to go the other way and, and keep him here and, and race him in the Truer today. And then he'll still probably head up north and, you know, target races like the Rising Sun, I'd say.
0: Speaking of Queensland, just having a look at the nominations for Saturday night out of Albion Park, you're down to partner a, a few key runners. Majestic Cruiser is back. He's in the nominations for the fast class. Sugar Apple is there as well. So you'll be making your way north over the next few days. And can we expect to, to see you in Queensland quite consistently over the next few months?
2: Yeah, I'd say so, Brid. Um That's the plan. Uh, I've got quite a few horses that I normally drive going up uh, that should be nice chances in some of the big races. So, yeah, I'd like to spend the majority of the winter up there, hopefully, and uh, contest, you know, for a bit of big money. And, you know, I'm pretty excited to have Majestic Cruiser back at the races. Um, You know, he's nominated for for Saturday. So we'll head up there and, and see how we go.
0: Excellent stuff. All right, well, best of luck this afternoon today at Bankstown, Cam, and over the next few weeks and months as well, some big race targets coming up. Appreciate your time this morning. No worries. Thanks, Britt. Cam Hart there this morning joining us on On The Pace. So he'll partner up with Ideal Den, currently the second favourite for this afternoon's Truel Memorial. But with the weight of money for him, it wouldn't surprise if he got closer to surpassing Stingray Tara in that top position. That's... To come this afternoon, just after three thirty, and is today's feature race. Another quick breather, then we'll wrap up on the pace on the other side. James Locke has been doing plenty of travelling, driving plenty of winners over the last little while, and he has some key chances tonight at Canberra. We'll catch up with him shortly.
2: Skipped breakfast. What do you got for us, Cookie? I've to race one, number one at Warwick Farm. Oh, <laughs> race one. Oh, oh, this is fantastic. Hang on, hang on. race one because this, uh, this Cookie one, in that your... race, number yours. eight is Clarkey's horse on debut Pretty Wild. Really? So that means, Loz, you now have to make a pick in that race where you have Um, the option. I'm not taking Clarky's (laughs) horse. Thank you. Thank you, Loz. Which is good news for you. I'll go number seven. I'll go yeah, no, of course. (laughs) (laughs) But extending, well clear, Pretty Wild, goes on for a very hollow win. The Big Sports Breakfast. Weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio. Ascot is here and it's time to play in the UK. For races one to four across all days
0: at Royal Ascot, place a tote win bet and if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's races one to four on all five days of the Royal Ascot Carnival, so check it out on the Tab app today. Tab, long may we play.
2: Excludes WA residents. First online tote win bet only. TNC's at website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help, 1 800 858 858.
0: I'm planning a tree for the native bees, the birds of my community. What are you planning for? Connect with Nature on National Tree Day and help us plant one million trees. Join Planet Ark and Toyota
1: on Sunday, july 31st. Find out more treeday.planitark.org.
0: The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe.
1: First time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing
0: Network. Welcome back to On The Pace as we get towards the latter stages of this morning's show. We've already had a chat to David Thorne and Cam Hart. and We're about to catch up with James Locke, a young man who's having really good success at the moment, doing plenty of kilometres, travelling all over the state and gaining support from uh, several key stables in the various regions and he's certainly being rewarded for his hard work and he's had a good last few weeks in particular in the sulky and he's got some really key chances tonight at canberra as well to add to his ever-growing tally of victories he's been kind enough to join us this morning good morning james how are you
3: good morning brit how are you
0: really well thank you you're doing plenty of kilometers at the moment plenty of travel but it's great to see you gaining support in the various regions you must really be enjoying yourself
3: Yeah, and love that breed. It's really good travelling around and getting some good drives of late, which is good.
0: You've made your way into Menangle on a few occasions recently as well. So um, I'm sure that's a good experience and something that is no doubt helping you when you do head back out to a few of the other tracks.
3: Yeah, for sure. I love driving at Menangle and against some of the top drivers in the state and it's really good.
0: You've got some key drives tonight at Canberra so let's work through them and hopefully you can steer us into a winner amongst them as well. Your first drive is in race number one aboard Four and I. You've got a potentially tricky inside second row draw to deal with. How is this mare going? It appears as though she's got ability but sometimes she makes life hard for herself.
3: Yeah, manners aren't the flat greatest Brit. Um She is going better than a form suggests I think and um, hopefully she gets a good trip and, yeah, the run comes.
0: You follow out Indiana Angel at the starter horse. It does have gate speed. Do you expect to be on the leader's back or could you be buried a little further back than that?
3: Uh, I think we should be on the leader's back, but if we're not, I think we'll be a pre-fence at worst, I hope.
0: Okay, that's four and I in race number one. Race number two, Mike Hortel goes around here and was able to, win back-to-back races here at Canberra in the early stages of last month when managing to lead. She hasn't been able to find that position since, so it looks a bit tough tonight with Alta Classic drawn to your inside, or do you think there's a chance that you could roll into a forward position?
3: Uh, I don't know, but Alta um, Classic's got good gate speed and going really well lately. Um, Yeah, I think we'll look to head back and we'll just see how the start goes, but yeah, I think that'll
0: be the plan there, Britt. To number five, Mike Ortel. Then we move across to a few of your key chances in the last few races. Sapphire Rock goes around in race number five, comes up with the inside alley for Mick Sullivan. By the looks of things, it might be your first drive aboard this mare, but you've got a good gait, uh, and no doubt you'll be looking to take advantage of that in this maiden.
3: Yeah, I think we've got to look to take advantage of it. It's my first drive at the races, uh... Had a driver on her in track work the other day and she felt really good. So hopefully tonight, tonight.
0: Race number six, here comes Bobby, is your drive here over the 2170 metres. This is a horse who's starting to build quite a nice record. What can you tell us about him? Because he's won three from nine and probably on the other occasions when he hasn't managed to get the job done, it's been his own fault, but it looks as though he's starting to put it all together now.
3: Yeah, he is starting to put it all together and he is starting to get up in grade a little bit, but hopefully they run along a bit and he gets a sweet tip and he should be finishing off well.
0: He comes up with a good draw, which he hasn't had in his career so far, except probably early on when he did himself no favours. What sort of impression does he give you gate speed-wise or are we not at a point where we can test that theory yet?
3: I think we've got to try and use a little bit and try and, to try and hold a good spot tonight, but um, as you said, he hasn't, sort of drawn to use his gauge speed, so I don't really know how much he's actually got. But I think we're going to have a look and tonight and see if he can hold a bit closer position.
0: What about the longer trip, the 2100? Do you see that as being any issue for him?
3: Uh, I don't think so. I think he should run it out fairly well. And, yeah, he's been good over it at home. So, yeah, I think he'll be right Brit
0: it looks to be quite an even race. There's a few horses in good form. A night remember's racing well. Murphy's reward. The torque has to overcome a, a wide gate. Best case scenario, would you like to be in front or do you think at this point in time up in Grady's, better following a helmet?
3: Yeah, I think we might be better off following a helmet tonight. Um, yeah, I think so.
0: All right, that's race number six. Here comes Bobby, a horse. Who's starting to build a nice record and might be one to follow going forward. And in the last, the trot race, Jungle Eyes is your drive here. That comes into this off the back of a second last time out at Canberra. What can we expect from Jungle Eyes tonight?
3: Uh, yeah, expecting to run well tonight. He's um, He put it all together his last run, so hopefully he can continue that and keep his good manners going and they will know he's there, I think.
0: Do you see yourself in the run or is it a case that you've just got to do what he wants to early on because he is a horse who in the past has proven a little difficult?
3: Yeah, I think we've got to go with him a bit at the start and, yeah, and if he comes out alright, we'll probably look to go forward.
0: What about your affinity with trotters? You appear to get along with them really well. Do you enjoy the challenge of driving a trotter because you've had good success on them as well?
3: Yeah, I do. I love driving the trotters and it's a bit more of a challenge but yeah, I enjoy
0: it. Okay, a few good drives tonight. Is there one amongst them that you think is your best chance or, or what is your best chance on tonight's card, do you think? Um, I think he comes
3: Bobby's probably my best chance tonight. Um, Jungle Eyes, I think he's a chance if he does everything right and keeps his manners good. And, yeah, my, uh, Sapphire Rock, I think he's a chance too. So I think I got three Chances if they all get a bit of luck and everything
0: goes right. Excellent stuff. All right. Well, they come up in the last three races on tonight's card Race 5, number one, Sapphire Rock. Race 6, number one, Here Comes Bobby. And Race 7, number five, Jungle Eyes. All chances tonight for James Lock. Really appreciate your time this morning. James, best of luck this evening and hopefully this really good form continues for you. Thank you. James Locke there this morning, a young man who's doing a very good job, only 17 years of age, but he's already clocked up 17 career victories, and he's driving here, there, and everywhere at the moment, Richard, and doing a super job. So and congratulations to him, and hopefully his hard work continues to be rewarded. So we've got the two cards of racing today, Bankstown with their Group 2 Truro Memorial meeting getting underway at 12.43, and then we roll straight into Canberra this evening with a 6.15 starting time there. Tomorrow, two cards of racing. Menangle in the afternoon time slot and Wagga tomorrow evening. So plenty of racing coming up around the state and hopefully this morning's chats have helped you to find a winner amongst them as well. So that's on the pace for this morning, Richard. And Hopefully, for those who are playing today at Bankstown on that feature card, there's a few winners there.
1: Good on you, Britt. Thank you. Uh, Brittany Graham there. Some very useful interviews and info going into some uh, harness meetings coming up with On The Pace. Big thanks to you, Britt.